You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. If you're a fan of crispy beats, smooth bass, and heartfelt wide-ranging vocals, you will love today's guest, Zamar Yaw. My name is Zamar Iyaw, <laughs> and um, my name means, uh, the Zamar is actually Hebrew uh, for to make music. And then Yaw is spelled Y-A-U-W, and it stands for you are ultimately worthy. So together it's, you know, to make music, you are ultimately worthy. Now, my last name um, is also my brand. And I tell people all the time, even though it says you are ultimately worthy, I want people to understand that you are ultimately worthy of love, happiness, success, you know, and everything else in between. Just just telling people, hey, you are worthy of, of anything you put your mind to. So it's a bit of a positive, a positive feel for me. I'm a very positive guy. On the flip side of that, whenever I, I say it, when I'm singing it, y'all, it means joy and happiness. So that's why when you hear it, you smile, you smile and you're just like, hey, man, something about that makes me want to smile you know what i'm saying so i utilize it a lot in uh in my shows you know because i'll be up on stage and i'll go are you ready to have a good time say y'all and everybody would scream out like <laughs> yes yes so um it's all positive man um i'm also from the bahamas bahamas is one of those places that you know you go and you meet good people you know my culture i don't know what it is but it could be the water. I don't know. <laughs> but we we are brought up to just love one another. It's like you, you love your neighbor. You, you know, you might not know the person, but you just have respect and love for the person that you come in contact with until they, of course, they prove otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So um, we're very friendly. You know, when people go there, they, they visit there and we make sure they're, uh, they they understand what it, what it means to have a good time and to be treated right. You know, like you. My parents are actual musicians. My father is a, is a musician. He plays piano, he sings. He plays like almost every instrument. Um, I mean, he's went to, you know, college for it. I've, I've actually listened to him do, you know, numerous recitals and all this, all these different things. He's a genius, musical genius. That's where I get it from, man. I got I got I got a family with him, man. That's, that's where I get it from. That's my pops, man. My mom actually went um, in college. She went to college in Jamaica she did opera so yeah so she has a powerful voice as well so i mean i feel like the way i sing i don't know how it it ties into the opera maybe it's it could be how loud my voice is naturally you know um like how i projected mm-hmm. you know it could have something to do with her so i'll give her that too <laughs> yeah. my father is a musician she's been a musician my whole life Ever since he was 19, he's never picked up the nine to five. He's always been a musician. And that's why I look up to him for us to be a family of six. And he was able to take care of us and we had everything we need. And he's done a a phenomenal job. Um, I have to commend him on being a, a, a true musician. I grew up in the church, you know, my grandfather is a pastor. Um, and my grandmother, you know, being married to a pastor, everything was 
sort of traditional. So musically, when it came to uh, uh, songs, it was like gospel, you know, the likes of uh, Kim Burrell. So she's known for her runs, which is very hard to do. So I picked up a little tricks and stuff like that from her. And uh, you have someone like um, Smokey Norfolk. These are big gospel names. Um, and then it rolled over into R&B when I heard R. Kelly. You know, you know, you know, he has his bad side of what he does, you know, personally. But the guy was phenomenal in music. I can't take that from him. The first song I heard was Steppin' It In Below. And when I heard that song, dude, like, I don't know, it was something about the bass, the, the foundation of the song and the groove of it. And then his storytelling, it sparked something in me, man. And I was like, you know what? How hard can this be? Like, I, I think I can do something like this. You know, I, I grew to love it. So I started, you know, writing songs, like writing little little stories and, and everything like that. Um, I thought it was okay at first. <laughs> I was, you know, I was just now learning it. Then it, it ventured off into uh, T-Pain, uh, which is a phenomenal artist, man. He's very different. And he truly took auto-tune to the next level. Like, I, I truly believe, like, he started the next generation when it came to this auto-tune stuff. Through listening to him, I learned how to be different and, and original. Paying attention to the way that he, you know, constructed his music, like the melodies, how they change, um, the different melodies that he uses is not, you know, straight traditional. I practiced that, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to implement that to my storytelling. And ever since then, I started to work on my own sound, how to be different. If you want to go old school, of course, you know, you got Michael Jackson, you have um, the Isley Brothers. When it comes to that, that uh, soulful R&B, and when you think of uh, the Caribbean side of me, which is, you know, back to my culture, you got the Bob Marleys, you have Kevin Little. Kevin Little, I don't, I don't know if you know Kevin Little. He did the song, uh, Turn Me On, Turn Me On, me Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, that one. I believe I can learn a thing or two from everything I hear. So I love music in general. <laughs> Pain is an interesting one because the auto tune is definitely just a style because he can actually sing. He can actually sing. Most people don't know that. Most people don't know that. But yeah, he actually can sing. Have you seen his uh, his tiny desk concert? Yes, yes. I thought that was that was crazy. And uh, did you see the one where uh, I don't know if it was the tiny desk concert, but uh, it was one where he had a violin. Uh, violin playing with him. He was like in his beige room with the piano. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, he, I mean, he, he stressed them notes out, man. And I was just like, no, nah, this dude is a singer. You gotta give it to him. Like he took attitude and purposefully, you know, created something tasteful. And that's why I respect his attitude. You know what I'm saying? Like attitude is is, is is amazing. You know, it's the generation thing now. But um, I felt like nobody has used it the way he has till this day. You know. Because people think it's just like, you know, press, make professional button and it makes it into a professional vocal. No, you you really do have to sing and the autotune, you know, helps carry the notes uh -huh. a little better. Yeah, that is true. You know, much respect to artists out there that, that you know, puts their all into their craft and, you know, works very hard. But man, when I tell you, um, I don't think they utilize the autotune or they really understand 
what the auto tune is really for. You know, it's not much of a um, a crutch, but it, it, it's something to just give a different vibe of a sound. So what made you want to, where was the transition period of you trying out these different songs that you're writing and then you saying, okay, I'm going to make something out of it? My dad truly believed in my, my sound once I really started showing it. Because for the longest, I didn't express that I wanted to be an artist. I didn't express that, you know, this is something I wanted to do uh, professionally um, because I was shy about it. You know, it was something new. I guess one day, you know, after singing in the choir for a while, I told myself, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give a go at it, you know. And it's crazy because, interestingly, like having that religious background, it was very strict. Like my grandparents didn't allow me to go out much places. They, they, uh, they told me, hey, don't do this, don't do that. It was kind of like one of those things, you know, those cliches where they're like, you're going to hell, like you know, like that type of deal. So, you know, for the longest, I, I just, I was scared to. And then I told myself, okay, well, if you have all these phenomenal singers, all these these people out here that really aren't quote unquote religious, and they're making this music, and but we're listening to the music, we know who they are. If they're able to do it, well, then why why should I be able to? Because of the pressure, I said, you know, God, listen, if I'm gonna do music, I'll make a promise to you. I, I said, um, when I do my music, I won't curse in my music. You know, and that was something that I, I made a pact with God and said, hey, if you allow me to have, you know, a beautiful voice, you have, and you give me a platform where I can sing R&B, I can sing things of the world, I just won't curse. Then, you know, let's make an agreement like that, you know? So that's what I did. And after a while, my, my pops heard it and he was just like, oh my God, like, son, you, you really have something here. You, you know, your voice is, is different, it's, it's touching. It's funny because most people would say, hey man, you, you sound like an angel, man. Like something about your voice is heavenly. And, and I always laugh at that because I'm just like, you know, because of my religious background or whatever, you know, and it's funny. I never I never shut it down. I always embrace it. And I go, well, hey, listen, I mean, without God, I wouldn't have it, you know, so. <laughs> oh, oh, how it feels good to be loved again. Just close your eyes and you will see your At that time, how were you recording your demos? Were you GarageBand, piano, what were you doing? I actually had a phone where I just record everything on this phone. And like each, it's so funny, each phone has like a million records on it. <laughs> so I started off using like my phone and then I, I, I got this little recorder I was holding uh, most of my songs on. And then from there, I finally got into the studio my senior year of high school. And that's when I heard myself on a track for the first time. And the producer, you know, luckily I, I was able to meet a phenomenal producer, uh, engineer, my first go around. You know what I'm saying? Most people, they have to kind of go through a couple, you know, duds here and there and try to figure their way out. But, you know, I was able to meet a good, a good one who, who taught me a lot of the proper etiquettes of music in the studio, how to sing in the mic, you know, how to pay attention to your tone, how to have like one headphone off your, your, your ear so you can hear yourself, you know, all those different things. Funny thing, I, I, I never forget to tell people this. When I first started in the studio, I've always had this nasal problem. You know, I'll, I'll talk like this, hey, you know, you know, I, I've always had that. So one day 
you know, while we were singing, and it sounded good, but but it was definitely noticeable. Uh, the producer was like, "Hey, man, how about you close your nose and try to talk and try to sing as normal as possible, just by holding your nose?" And then he said, um, "You know what? Instead of trying to change it or try to get rid of it, utilize it. Maybe make your sound out of it. You know, see what happens." Eventually, uh, after doing that a couple times um, within a year or so, I, I sounded different. I, I had like this this crazy tone, and um, people loved it. So I was just like, "Oh my god! Like I, I like this. This is cool. You know, this is something that's different. I could I could do a little weird stuff with my voice when I move it." That's literally how it started myself. <laughs> That's cool. It's, it's like taking your negative, I guess, physical ability and making it into a positive. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Y'all. <laughs> and does that carry over when you play live as well? Yes. And here's the funny thing. Um, I, I don't understand what it is yet. Many people said, you know what? You actually sound better live. Like no matter how well I sing in the studio, how well it comes out or whatever, they always tell me, man, you sound way better live. And I'm like, I, I don't know why it's like that. And I try to capture it in the studio. I'm always listening and I'm trying to figure it out. Like, how how can I make myself sound better in the studio? Like, like I, I think I'm singing as natural as possible. You know, we're, we're, just, we're trying to figure that out. You know, it, it, maybe it could be the way I'm recording. Um, uh, maybe the effects. It could be the, uh, just feeding off the energy of the audience. It could be that too. It could be that too. I understand I'm a man, even the strongest cry too. Truth be told. is actually a single off my current project lovers boulevard most artists when they have you know different songs on a project usually it's songs that they feel are filler in um if, especially if you have more than five songs on the project you're kind of like okay well you know what it's hard to come up it's not, it's not so easy to come up with consistent music throughout your whole project so if you have something they say oh you know that sounds okay you know i'll put that on there and whatnot but this project lovers boulevard i feel like each song had its own story i actually spend a decent amount of time on each individual song and good one you know was just one of those songs that i felt was you know like it was something something different than than what people talk about usually like on the radio you know it, was, it wasn't really about uh sex or you know um anything in particular like that but it was it was actually about losing somebody good in your life you know or vice versa you know to the person that might experience the other um uh, the other side of it, which is being the good one, somebody else lost, you know. And um, good one is basically that's that's really it in a nutshell. Is saying like, hey man, you know, um, we all have relationships that we wish we had um, hadn't let go, but due to certain circumstances in our life, we had to let them go. We have to make a choice, you know. Not, sometimes it's not always a bad choice, but it's a, it's a memorable, very relatable. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> The initial idea of the song came from um, a friend of mine who who actually produced the song, Speedy. His name is Speedy. His, his producer name is Speedy. And uh, he was like, hey, man, listen, I feel like you've been through this same situation 
like I have. We might have a different story, but I believe we can come up with a song that, you know, relay that message. And uh, so as he gave it to me, I was like, oh my God, yes, I have been through that before. Uh, and I wrote it literally that day. <laughs> so um, after that, and he, he when he sent me the, uh, when he sent me the beat, we were going back and forth with, uh, you know, the, the production of it. I was like, man, it's, it, it, the, the emotion of it uh, has the same effect, just just as well as the lyrics. So it, it turned out really well. I really, really liked it. It really did. And that goes with a lot of the songs on your EP as well. It's just very well produced and like smooth. <laughs> the, the parts that are punchy really hit hard. And then the bass and just really deep vibes. I really like that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, he's... Uh, Did he produce the whole thing? Yes. Yes, he produced uh, the foundation of it. Yes. Um, and then I had another friend of mine, which is also an, another uh, awesome producer named Soka, uh, come in and he, he helped with the drums and uh, a few of the the different sounds. And we sort of, you know, just as a collective, just just brought it all together. You know, I felt like, you know, three heads are better than one. You know, one, one person can see something uh, a certain way when it comes down to a song but if you have uh, two other phenomenal people in the room they're gonna they're, they're gonna put their input and they're gonna show a different angle they're gonna show a different light to the to the song so that's really what happened each song had to be completely different I, I wouldn't want a song to cut on and the listener moves on to the next one and says okay this one sounds like the last one okay we get it it's about love it's about this and that alright cool it ends up you know, devaluing the song, you know what I'm saying, as a whole. So definitely with this project, I made sure it was like a tight focus. And I felt like seven songs was a little bit pushing it, but at the same token, we, we delivered what we needed to. This project is telling chapters of a story within a relationship. You know, if you notice like each song, I, I believe many people can relate to because they're like, wow, yeah, I've been to this, I've been to that. And there's an acoustic that goes throughout Forever in Love. Yes, yes. I love the sound of that one. Thank it's you, man. Really thank you, thank you. That's I, I'm actually on the bass. I, I play ah. I played the <laughs> I played the bass on there, acoustic bass. I actually created the the rift with, with the with the song and I had one of the guitar players play it behind me on the lead. So they played the lead on that. <laughs> Tell me that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> good transition as a drummer it really is it really is now i i must say I, I haven't played it as much um as i should as far as practicing goes so i'm not like crazy phenomenal but i know if i sat down for like four months i'll pick it back up and just be you know really good at it but bass is fun because i feel like bass sets the tone you know it's just the vibe mm -hmm. of the song you got the drums the drums set the pace and uh you know and then you have the piano sets like that mood but the bass sets the atmosphere. It's just like, mm, mm. like you know, it's just 
You know, you can control so much with it, you know? My favorite song on the EP, I think, is Reasons. Reasons. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a first. It's because of that, that synth lead or, or whatever it is. It's just a very mystical vibe. Uh-huh. And then you don't hit the bass right away, but it comes in eventually. So I, I like the patience <laughs> that it, it also brings out, too. Thank you, man. It, fun fact, my dad actually played the piano for that that song. Uh, okay. So he played uh, the... Bah, 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 bah. You know, Diddy. Okay. And um, and, and <laughs> my one of my producers, Alon, came in and he was just like, "All right, listen, because uh, at first it was kind of like a classical piano." He came in and at that synth, and he had he had that mystical feel that you talked about. And uh, I remember I told him, I said, "You know what? I don't even want to hear bass until the the hook comes in, or or you know." And uh, I thought it would it would add an extra element to it. So mm. so that's funny that you said that. So that, that's awesome that you picked that up. <laughs> Every breath that I take, that I take is for you. When the time is right, you begin my life, baby, dream come true. very beautiful song and uh it, it it really pulled out my range <laughs> that high note man and and that was a, a shocker too that was a surprise to many people because they weren't expecting that to come in like that either so yeah i, I really like that song is that a hard one to do live oh yes yes it is <laughs> if i hadn't prepared myself yeah that definitely yes it is do you write songs for other people as well? You do like co-writes and things? Yes, I've written things for a lot of people actually. Uh, when you think country, rock, pop, I can write it all. <laughs> that's that's another gift of mine, you know, from, like I said, from learning that the, the song with uh, the Step and Name of Love, uh, how to create stories that, you know, that trailed over into my ability to write all genres. You know, I'm definitely inspired by the, the people that sing different genres as well, being able to sing allowed me to sort of learn and, 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 and sort of sing the songs from different genres that other people have sung. So that trailed over into my writing. So I'm able to write it because I can sing it. Anything recent you want to plug? First and foremost, I want to shout out my late best friend. He actually passed away in 2019 and he was a country singer. And we had, his name is Justin, Justin Carter. If you look up on his YouTube, you see some of the songs we did, which was pretty cool. And uh, he had a project out that I helped him with. It's funny because he actually was a rapper. And I heard him singing one day in the car and I told him, I was like, bro, I said, you should sing country. <laughs> I said, if you sing country, bro, I promise, man, it's going to work out for you, you know? And uh, he was like, no, nah, man, he was so, so nervous about it. But uh, we, we did a whole project. I did a whole album and um, with him. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> that was definitely one person there. Trust that I know that I know 
Are there any dream collaborators? Oh man, oh man. First and foremost, I'd have to say DJ Khaled. I really love DJ Khaled, man. He's a per- he's a very positive vibe guy. I mean, he's that's like right up my alley, you know. I I, I am very inspired by him. I, I watch a lot of his videos and stuff, and I go like, man, this. I feel like I'm talking to like a you know like a big brother of mine or something. Like you know, it's the way he 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 pushes that positive atmosphere, and the way um, he does that, it, it trickles over into his music because you, you think about all of the collaborations that he has and all the people he's working with, a lot of those people will have great things to say about him. They're not just talking about his ability to create music, but they talk about the things that he does for them outside of music. And I respect that all the way. And I, you know, when I think of working with people, I want to work with people not only because of, of their, their musical genius-ness uh, in them, but I want to. I want to. I want to have good vibes, you know. Because if I have good vibes, positive energy, positive vibes, that really shows throughout the music. Most people don't realize that, but your energy really shows up in in, in your craft, you know, the things that you make. So, um, DJ Khaled, um, of course, definitely T Pain. That was kind of like one of them, them, uh, the the staple uh, work that I want to want to pass. You know, I want to just be able to say, hey, I worked with T Pain. I got to give him his props and everything. You know, he's he's sort of the reason. Uh, he has a part of the reason to why, you know, I am who I am today. I want to work with Sade. Sade is, I mean, she's a vibe, dude. <laughs> she's a vibe, man. And I'm all about vibes, so I truly believe we can, we can create something beautiful. When we talk about new generation, a few people come to mind. Khalid. Khalid is, is dope. I want to say uh, her. You know, her is, 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 is a phenomenal vocalist and musician. Funny, funny to say this, uh, Marshmallow. <laughs> I want to work with Marshmallow. Marshmallow, I, I'm actually really good at creating uh, EDM music as well because my voice, you know, my voice is so melodic. Um, I don't really have to say much. I can just do like certain notes and everything else. And I truly believe working with him, I feel like in the future, we're going to cross paths and create some really dope uh, pop or, uh, EDM type music. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I got some crazy ideas, man. Crazy ideas. That will come later once I establish myself, you know, uh, because once I, I feel like once I hit that EDM world, it's going to be hard to come out of it because it's so fun. <laughs> so fun. He'll be knocking on your door. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, know, <laughs> you never know. You never know, man. So there's, there's a lot of people I want to work with. So what is next for you? Do you have any releases on the horizon? Yes. More touring? Yes. Hopefully, hopefully on touring. Um, we have some things in the works right now, my team and I, and um, a lot of people are reaching out. You know, a lot of uh, uh, radio stations um, are getting ready to set up, you know, the campaign process. And of course, you know, that comes with the touring because of the, the, the agent and everything that they're setting up in, in those states and those places. I have a single that I'm getting ready to release here and maybe I want to say could be the end of July, early August. It's my birthday. I'm Leo, by the way, for those who don't know. <laughs> in August, uh, I wanted to come out and and um, it's a song with uh, Mr. Hanky. I don't know if you know Mr. Hanky. Mr. Hanky is the he's the producer that created uh, I'm Living My Best Line. That song. Uh, he has a song out right now uh, with the City Girls Twerkulator. He, he did those songs. A lot of Gucci, a lot of Little John stuff, all of I think all of Soldier Boy's uh, um, beginning songs. He had 
dealings with. So he's he's actually he's an A-list, you know, producer. He's very respected. He has a lot of hits people don't realize that he he has done. I've been working with him for a while, and we have this song called "Let's Make Moves" that we're pushing, that we're getting ready to push. We just finished the video up. We we first started in uh, Puerto Rico, and we did it on the beach. It was like a three-day shoot. Three, three different days we had to shoot it. You know, I had to go to Atlanta, uh, shoot me in his part, and uh, finished up here in Houston. Uh, with the junk of the band. I don't want to get too many too many secrets out because it's coming, you know, it's coming. But uh, it's this one's definitely for my culture, for the Bahamas culture. Uh, so I'm I'm really excited. It's called Let's Make Moves. Man, if you can, please uh, go to my website, zamaryaw.com. Um, just basically, you know, spell out my name, just put that .com behind it. And, uh, and definitely check out my merch, man. My merch just came in. The support, from you guys is, is definitely well needed and uh, everybody that's listening in, I just wanna say I appreciate you guys and I, I thank you for the support because it helps me do what I love to do and uh, um, continue to give you guys what you love to hear. So, y'all. <laughs> Links to Lovers Boulevard and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. See y'all.